All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome yet again to another Eagle Eye episode 7.5. That's right. We're adding a 0.5 because we love you guys, because we wanted to come back, because we thought you deserved it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we're going to be talking everything. Las Aguilas de la America. But beforehand, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Thank you for joining me yet again. Hey, man. Feels good to be back and have a jersey washed this time. <laughs> All right, so Dylan's washed his jersey, as he said he would. And uh, we're going to get ready. We're going to start talking a whole bunch of nonsense, like we always do. But before we start the show, uh, we want to say that our thoughts, prayers, and condolences are with everyone in Mexico right now facing the tragedy that is the earthquake that struck. So, um, you know, that just... Just uh, really saddening to to hear what happened. So you know, everyone down here from the Eagle Eye podcast, uh, you know, sends sends our best regards to to Mexico over there. Yeah, man, really sad too. And um, also, um, what happened Wednesday too in the um, in Florida with the shooting too as well, man. So, um, something's got to change. Something's got to give and um, really focus over the next years too. That something's got to change, man. And you know, just yesterday too. Um, the middle school and high school here in my hometown had a lockdown too because somebody brought a gun. Um, no fire shot or nothing like that, but you know, man, something's got to give eventually, man. Something's got to change. A lot, a lot of, uh, I guess you can say, you know, bad, bad stuff going on in the world, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not here to kind of discuss that. We're, we're here to talk about the beautiful game, uh, the beautiful life that is, is soccer. So, you know, it's something that, that could definitely, help to you know kind of shift perspectives and 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 to kind of give some some joy back into people's lives after such devastating uh tragedies so again our condolences go to every single thing every single one of you uh who have been affected by this uh whether it was you know florida mexico wherever you are in this uh beautiful world that is ours and um Pretty much, that's, uh, we just wanted to say that, but uh, let's get things rolling. I know it, 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 we kind of started up here. Now we're down here because of the mood. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to raise our levels up. But before we get started, I do want to remind you guys that we are on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Make sure you guys send us questions. Make sure you guys are with us throughout the whole process of this clausura leading up to the World Cup because we have plenty of plenty of things in store and uh a couple more giveaways so uh you know we got a couple things contemplating in our head so hopefully you guys are excited hope you guys are ready and uh well let's kick the podcast off all right so when we left off with you guys episode seven we had told you guys that we were going to review two games the following podcast which is going to be episode eight we kind of decided that maybe that was a little bit too much to put on you guys, a little bit too much to put on ourselves. So we made up the time to come and kind of dissect what happened on Tuesday against Morelia. And we're going to talk about everything that's going to happen Sunday as well. So let's get started, Dylan. All righty, man. Let's jump into this. All right, my man. All right, let's talk Saturday. Uh, excuse me, Saturday's Tuesday's matchup, which was against uh, Morelia. It was double jornada, as we know. So usually around this time, it's when it's one of the most important times to actually be ready, be fit, and get the results. And I think we did the right thing by getting a four-one victory against Morelia. So scoreline uh, was deceiving, or do you think it, it was? Uh, it, it showed exactly what happened on the pitch. 
I think it showed exactly what happened on the pitch, man. You know, this was the side to go out and show that we can score goals, dude. And, and we and they did it. You know, America got four goals, obviously, uh, against a really good side. And that's just something that we haven't really seen a lot is scoring more than one goal um, so far this season. Within the game, you know, um, other than the Lobos Wap game and the Pachuca game too as well. But, man, this, this was great. You know, this shows that this team's on the rise. This team's looking good. And so, overall, you know, then this this was the game. The scoreline didn't lie. We, we came out and we played. Yes, we did. And we're definitely going to be talking about exactly how it is that we ended up winning 4-1. Um, but beforehand, let's get started on what was really the big news, which was the lineup, really. Um, what exactly were we expecting? I think we were expecting more of a, you know, usual starting 11, but Pio Herrera kind of flipped it on us. He said, nope, we're going to do some rotations. We're going to do some altercations. And uh, I think it worked. It worked exactly how Pio wanted it to work. Yeah, man. I mean, other than the lineup, you know, nothing changed. You know, he stuck with the same tactics. Um, pretty much the same formation, too, as well. Everything worked. You know, everything went in favor of America, possibly except that one goal. You know, but other than that, you know, I think it was a good game overall. Um, possibly our best game so far overall this uh this season. So, which is a good sign. You know, this team's improving. It definitely is, especially after making so much you know rotation to the starting eleven. So we saw Jeremy Menes make his first start in an America jersey straight off in kickoff. Uh, we saw Oribe Peralta get knocked down to the bench. Uh, we saw Willem da Silva play at left back once again. And uh, we saw, you know, the likes of Etan Alvarez get another start as well. So those were really the kind of the highlights of the starting 11. Besides that, I think everything was pretty much straightforward. I think the most um, great part about this lineup was that whenever it came out, you weren't kind of upset with it and you kind of were in favor of it. There was no, oh, why is he studying or why is he playing? I think everyone's actually gotten up to rhythm. Everyone's actually, you know, picked up form that no matter who steps out on that pitch, you're pretty confident. Yeah, man, no doubt. You know, the whole team still looks good. You know, everybody was playing in sync. Everybody knew um, where to make their passes, where to go and everything that covering the the space too and everything like that. I know that's one thing that we kind of talked about was um with how – how much pressure we put on the opposition too. Sometimes we kind of give up those little spaces, but you know, some spaces were covered, you know, still a little bit to work on because I, as we kind of mean, you talked about during the game is that that space was still there for them to, to for Morelia to get through and everything that make good passes, stuff like that. But other than that, you know, like, like we keep saying, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a good team play. It really, it really was. So let's paint a picture for exactly everyone listening and tuning in. Um, America starts off and kicks things off highly well, like we've done for pretty much every single game of the season so far. We press, we win the ball, and we start moving the ball around, which I think is the most important part, which we weren't doing as much last season in comparison to this season. So I think the best part about it was that we actually kept the rhythm that we've always kept and that's high intensity high pressure and a very good movement of the ball but Morelia came out and matched us and I would even willingly say that they actually played a little bit better in the opening minutes because they seem to be running more they seem to be a little faster than us they seem to be a little bit more hungry and they looked a lot like they were going to be very dangerous on the counter-attack so I think I think Morelia were trying to play the two por two against uh, America, and they said, you know what, 
here we're going to match you exactly to how you're playing and we're going to out when we're going to outrun you which granted they 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 showed that they could in a couple of moments but i think that high intensity that high pressure it really kicked off for the match to just absolutely blow up into a goal fest like it happened i think what it was an opening five minutes i think cecilia scores the goal no yeah i was it was in within the five minutes i believe around the three four minute mark around so yeah yeah so so i mean it you know just to paint a picture the game was very wide open because of that i think both teams kind of went out there and said okay you're gonna attack i'm attack you and it's gonna be go vice versa and i think morela left a lot of spaces that we definitely uh kind of went for it and you know, we left a lot of spaces too that Morelia then, ex, you know, tended to exploit. You know, I think the best the the best way to describe how well this match started for America was as soon as kickoff started, America was able to break through Morelia, go down, and almost and almost immediately get a shot on goal if it wasn't for Morelia's defender slide tackling Paul Aguilar. Paul Aguilar was in the middle of the in the middle of the park about to take a shot. And I, I think that just shows you how how much space was exposed in the opening minutes, and things just got you know a lot more bigger after that. So I mean, shout out to America who did absolutely amazing to every single one of those players on the pitch. They absolutely performed to perfection. And um, well, let's talk about the first goal. Cecilio Dominguez is on the radar again, as it looks like he is a he- healthy and happy Cecilio Dominguez. Uh, scores a goal, like we said, around the three four minute mark. Uh, Jeremy Menes, you know, puts in a ball right across the, the box. Cecilio Dominguez controls it, pushes forward a little bit, and then finesses the shot uh, and at the opposite post of the goalkeeper. It's 1-0 at that point. What are you thinking? Oh, man, I was happy for Cecilio, you know, after, what was it, uh, two weeks ago? About two weeks ago when he got those two assists? Yeah, yeah, against yeah. Lobos. Yeah, there's a little, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, re- I was really happy for him to finally see him score a goal, you know, especially against Didis. You know, he could have had one, but, you know, Guzman barely got his hand on that and then hit the post. And so, you know, it was good to see Cecilio score because that's what Cecilio needs right now if he's to come back and perform like he's been like he did um, in La Pintura uh, last season at the beginning too, the, of the season. And, you know, he's healthy right now. He's happy. And, and you know, he's going to start for right now. And I expect him to start a little bit. You know, Bill has obviously given him the confidence to actually um start and see him perform the way he's performing so you know it's it's good for him and it's good for the team too absolutely i i agree with you a hundred percent um i i think that this was coming for cecil dominguez i mean he he's looked well he's looked happy he's looked comfortable in the role that pio herrera has taken him to be which is more kind of a now, I wouldn't say winger because I see him come down a lot too. It looks like he's worked on that aspect of, you know, he comes and drops and defends when needed. So he's more of a left mid- left midfielder out wide. Um, and I think everything's just suiting perfectly for Cecil Dominguez. And gosh, I think we've said it time and time again, if you can keep this Cecil Dominguez happy, if you can keep this Cecil Dominguez healthy, then the sky's the limit for this guy. Yeah, man, no doubt. You know, we've seen him perform well, you know, like I said, in the beginning of Apentura, you know, and then um, just to see him um, fall, you know, which really sucked, you know, but he's dealing with injury, you know, he wasn't performing right. And then, you know, we see him start not too long ago either, you know, we wonder why Cecilio started, you know, we expected him all to be on the bench, you know. Um, it's it's Piojo, Piojo um, bestowed him his trust and say, hey, 
just go out and have fun, you know, and play. You know, we see Cecilio now happy and healthy and playing really good, like he's like he should be playing, like the Cecilio we want to play. And it, yeah, he definitely is. And that wasn't even the best part. I think the best part about it was that he continued that run of form in this matchup because you think, okay, well, he got his goal. He, you know, and, and it was a very early goal too. So he could have in theory disappeared in the matchup, which he didn't. So, you know, credit to him for doing so. So, you know, the guy, the guy performed well um, and the matchup looked like it was going to be a goal fest because three minutes in America already has a goal. What's what are they going to do now? Are they going to fall apart or are they going to go for it? And credit to them. They went for it. They kept pressing us. They kept pushing us and, you know, they exploited our spaces and because of that, they score an equalizer, I believe, in the 12th minute. I could be wrong there. Um, but they scored. They scored really, uh, you know, quite early themselves, too. So at that point, it's 1-1. And what are you thinking? You know, we, we've just scored. The hype is real. And then all of a sudden, Morelia scores on us as well. So what, what's what's running through your mind? Uh, I was frustrated at that point, but I couldn't really show my frustration because I was at Whataburger getting some food, <laughs> watching on my phone. So I was just thinking, of, I was just saying the stuff that I would say probably out loud in my head. And I'm like, I can't make a scene here over, over this. So, but no, man, like, no, like you said, it was, it was frustrating. Um, it was frustrating to see that, you know, after such a, after, after such a great start, beginning game was Cecilio's goal but you know in the end I think Cecilio's goal was important to show that um you can score on these guys and you know scoring early was was good and we scored early and scored often obviously with it with how the scoreline ended so you know um uh it was a great battle back to go and uh retake the lead whenever it was 2-1 you know just to keep going from there too yeah Although we got scored on in the 19th minute, now I'm checking. We got we even though Morelia gets that equalizer, and they seem to be the better side at that point beforehand too. It didn't worry me as much as other matchups would have. And, you know, they score the goal, and you know I'm bummed out about it. But you know, inside I wasn't really feeling like, oh wow, you know now they're gonna turn the table. I felt like okay, they got their goal. Now it's our turn to go and get ours. I wasn't really worried at that point. Um, I because America was showed that you know they had the cap the, the capability to go forward and they showed it because three minutes later Mateo Soriba scores a wonderful rocket of a goal and we're now two one up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean yeah, I was just frustrated, you know, like you said, with the goal going in and back in the day, you know, it's something I didn't want to see. And you know, obviously uh I wasn't as worried either, you know. i I knew to battle back, you know, after scoring so early, you know, I don't I did I thought to myself, why not go score again, you know? And and like I said, score early, score often, you know, we scored often, you know. Like you said, not too later, uh Uribe scored that goal and it was a good goal, you know, it's something that we needed, something that helped the team boost the confidence, you know, like that. Yeah. No, and I think I think you're you're on you're on the money there by saying that we didn't kind of fall back to we kind of weren't bummed out about it. We said, okay, you scored your goal. We scored our goal. Now we're going to go for it. We're going to keep pushing. We're going attacking. And that's what I like about this America. They didn't, you know, say, oh, wow, we got scored on. This sucks. They said, you know what? We're going to go for it. You scored. We're going to score right back at you guys. And we did. Granted, you know, it was a wonderful, wonderful strike from Mateo Soribe with his weak foot, by the way. So the Colombian making up for everything that he kind of didn't do in the Tigres matchup and coming up big against Morelia because 
like we mentioned, Mateus Uribe, he goes and scores 16 minutes later in the 38th minute of the match in a goal that not a lot of people would have scored. And and I say that because a lot of people would have just kind of stopped running and would have assumed that the referee would have gave a foul in that instant, you know? So, so granted, Mateus Uribe, kudos to the guy because he he kind of kept going with it. The referee looked like he was about to, you know, give the give a foul in favor of America, close to the eighteen yard box. But Mateus Uribe notices that kind of the the defense was like, okay, he's gonna mark a foul. Our players were like, okay, he's gonna mark a foul. He rushes towards the ball and is able to dink it over the goalkeeper, and uh, that was our three one right there going into the half. I mean. What can we say about Matias Oribe? You know, flops kind of in the Tigres matchup, but then comes up pretty big against Morelia. Um, yeah, well, I'm just going to go back a little bit, you know, as we talked about, you know, with uh, with coming back and, you know, scoring the goal, you know, Oribe, Oribe scoring that first goal, you know. Um, it's just that, um, just to kind of clear, clear it up a little bit, you know, we're not saying that uh, America can't push forward and, like, uh, give give some pressure to the defense, you know, and uh, – um, creating some chances like that. It's just that it's it's coming down to finishing. You know that's something that me and you've already said. You know is you know we need to finish our chances. You know the the final third still needs to have better decision making skills whenever the ball gets there and stuff like that. But you know it's it's coming down to finishing the chances. That's something that they did this game, and it's something that they're kind of doing a little bit inconsistent a little bit. Not saying that they're that they haven't finished chances because obviously we're scoring goals here and there. You know, we drew with Tigres, you know, we obviously won this game 4-1. You know, it's just that we need to score uh, as much as we can. You know, I think, I think in my opinion, just about every chance we get on, we get a shot on goal, you know, that, that should find the back of the net. And it should be, it should be like just about no, no excuse in my opinion, you know, but, you know, uh, I trust, I trust this team, you know, I trust the Medica, what Piojo's doing right now. And I don't see why not they can score just about every time. And uh, going on with your question, now, Ivan, you know, whenever we talked about Ribe, you know, um, yeah, I remember last time talking about Ribe, um, not performing the way he, the, performing well, and stuff like that. You know, it was frustrating. You know how how he was making such silly challenges. In my opinion, you know, there were some times where I was like, "What is he doing?" You know, again, especially against Didis. You know, I didn't I didn't really like him um, getting the yellow because he was being a little bit reckless. You know, but this is the Ribe who came out and, like you said, made up for his for his what what seems to be a little bit of a disappearance against Tigres and he came out and performed I mean two goals you know this guy is this guy seems to be like he's kind of catch fire a little bit you know he's going to take he wants to take that and show it against Veracruz whenever it comes Sunday no yeah yeah definitely I mean this is definitely different Mateo Suri but you even told me too when, when we were messaging through throughout the Morelia game you know there's a different and I don't know if it was the position that he was playing because he was more of a right midfielder than a right center midfielder. He had a little bit more liberty to go forward, to do things the way he likes to do them. And this brings up a very, very kind of, you know, tough question. Who do you start in an all healthy roster in that right mid position? Do you put Renato Ibarra, who has had an amazing season, by the way? He says he scored a goal, has provided a couple assists, and has looked amazing on the pitch. Or do you put Mateo Suribe, who looks like he can tear it up in that position? You know, yeah, like you said, it kind of is a hard question. But, you know, I, I think in the end, you know, you're going to want to start Renato Ibarra, in my opinion, you know, because um, 
backtracking a little bit whenever we had Johnny on the show, you know, Johnny feels like that we haven't seen uh, um his full potential. You know, I still I still expect more from this guy, you know. Um I'm pretty sure this guy wants to play too. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be happy if he finds out that Piojo left him on the bench and started Uribe in, in, in that spot. No, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But and let's let's be honest. I think uh, Mateo Uribe's in Piojo's theory and Piojo's plan is to put him in that midfield position with Guido, um, but which he has performed in. Let's let's not face it; he's performed well in the, in in either position too. So, I mean, kudos to the guy. We're, we're seeing a much much better uh, Mateo Uribe, who seems to be adapting better to the league, who seems to be adapting better to Piojo Herrera's playing style, to his tactics, to what he wants. And is absolutely looking amazing. Um, and, and he's going to be vital for the league, for the Champions League. And, you know, he's, he's going to be a very important player. So, you know, I think the only thing we need to keep out in our mind is he needs to be a little bit rest, less reckless and a little bit more smarter when it comes to making those challenges. Yeah, yeah. you know, just have have a little bit more discipline, you know. And in my opinion, he, pre- he, he pretty is disciplined. but um. He's starting to turn into that that Guido that we had in Apertura, you know, Guido being reckless stuff like that, you know. But you know, just he's got to learn how to see when to when to make that tackle if he needs to, and when not to take it because it's just those little things that could possibly get you sent off or get you another yellow card. Oh, I I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So hopefully you can you know keep a cool head and and kind of stay sane in that point, but. Um, you know, to, to bring it around back to what we were saying, you know, I think the team performance is absolutely amazing. Um, kind of to go back to what you were saying, our finishing needs to get better. It looks like it's getting better, but um, really, we need to put those chances away, especially when we get these opportunities against teams, for example, like Tigres, which we didn't put them away, you know. So I, I, th- I think things are, are, are looking well. Um, now I want to talk about a player that oh, didn't get that much minutes, did not fool the fulfill the ninety the full ninety minutes, but I think just looked absolutely amazing, and that's Jeremy Menez. What's your thought on the Frenchman and the performance he's had in the last three games? Yeah, dude, just it's just something to me a little a little special, you know, because you know this guy actually obviously struggling a little bit in Europe, you know. Uh, comes to Mexico, you know, facing some barriers stuff like that, and you know, just just to be able to perform the way he's been performing here recently with the team, you know, it's just phenomenal. Like this guy's learning, this guy's learning the style of the play, learning the style of the league, actually. So it's 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 granted that he's doing good, you know, he's ap- actually adapting to everything, you know, which is something that he needs to do, and you know, um, nobody knew how long he he would uh adapt how long it would take for him to adapt but you know it's actually going um coming sooner rather than later should i say yeah definitely definitely i and and i don't want to be that guy but this is a jeremy menace that isn't even at 100 percent. you know just imagine if if he was i mean he's performed to a very high standard you know all the hype that was built around him. It looks like he's you know kind of fulfilling it with the performances that he's been giving because you know he not only gets an assist today, but gets a goal against Tigres, gets you know a goal against Lobos Buap. You know he's starting to perform little by little, and you see him and and it blows your mind because you know that this guy has something special, like you said, in him. And you know if we can get him to unleash that 
for a full 90 minutes. I mean, what, what more can we say about him? Yeah, man, definitely. You know, I asked, and like we said, you know, me and you kind of talked about it too a little bit. You know, we kind of expected, you know, 50 to 60 minutes out of Jeremy Mendes too. And, you know, if um, if the ball would have rolled out about that time, you know, we possibly would have seen it. But, you know, obviously he went about 65 minutes, 66 minutes about so. And so, you right. know, it's, it, yeah. And so it's it's good for him. It's good to show to be able to see what he has and what he can do with the start, you know, and I think he's proven himself a little bit, you know, not a hundred percent. So, you know, um, there's some probably a few more things that he needs to work out and stuff like that in training, but, you know, maybe we can see another start later down the road and the season, you know, but who knows, you know, I, I think this guy deserves another start here pretty soon. Would you start him against Veracruz? Possibly not. No, because, you know, um, Oriba, obviously, um, coming off of, well, Oriba, you know, coming off, um, not even playing. No, he did play. Yeah, he did play. But, you know, I I think, I think, you know, he's our captain, you know, in the end, you know, I can kind of see him starting over Mendes at the moment, too. So, I mean, really, you know, like, like we said, too, Mendes is not really 100%, you know, but he's basically almost there, in my opinion. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Mendes coming in, you know, the second half, you know, whether it be um, right before the second half starts or maybe like with about 30 minutes to play two in the second half when coming around the 60 minute. Okay. Okay. But I got some news for you, but we'll talk about that going into the Veracruz preview matchup about Menes Peralta, Martin, and, you know, the starting 11. Um, but you know, just to kind of wrap it all around, I think Jeremy Menes absolutely performed well and, and again, gave another great performance. Um, he just looks so comfortable with the ball at his feet. And this is something we haven't seen with a lot of America players. Um, and, you know, he retains the ball very good. He, he, you know, he likes to keep that possession. The only player that I can assert with that kind of attribute is Guido Rodriguez, which is the next player I want to talk about who had another absolutely amazing night. And I think, you know, time and time again, this guy is performing and it's and it's a joy to watch. It really is a joy to watch him and just focus on him specifically at times. Yeah, man, I think, you know, going back to when you say he had an amazing night, I think if you look up amazing in the dictionary, it's going to have Guido Rodriguez in it. It definitely it's going to have Guido Rodriguez is going to have a picture with him holding an eagle and and just saying, you know, it's 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 amazing because he has absolutely he's a different Guido. Um, I would I would not be surprised if uh, Sampoli calls him up for a friendly uh, for the upcoming World Cup, uh, uh, the World Cup friendlies for Argentina. Or if he makes the roster for the World Cup, you know. That would absolutely be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, I would like for Pauli um, Guzman and, and Machacin probably make it too. You know, they got, they've gotten some call-ups too, so I, I, be, I bet anything one of them would at least make it make it too. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, Guido definitely. I, I think to to credit him very well, he's deserved it. Um, again, has another solid night. You, I think you know, you just we we've been saying the same thing time and time again. The way he covers space, the way he moves on the pitch, the way he shields the ball, the way he retains it, the way he kind of kind of adds a little bit of a pause when it's needed, and he can also let go of the ball as fast as he needs needs the play to be. So, I mean, all around, he's going to be such an important player going forward. And I think, you know, credit to what he's been doing because, I mean, the guy has absolutely been performing. So, uh, 
you know, another another great performance by Guido. Um, really, those are the players I kind of want to f- wanted to focus on. I mean, everyone everyone actually played a really good game. I think the defense uh, was a little shaky at the beginning, only because I think that partnership between Edson and Aguilera wasn't as strong as you know the the partnership between Bruno and Aguilera because, of course, the two haven't played as much. Um, but really, I think there was no real one player that you thought didn't have a good performance. I think maybe the only player that you think maybe could have done a little bit better was Henry Martin. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. You know, he was just a little too quiet, you know, after, you know, giving such a great performance. You know, it's, it's starting to seem to like he was coming off a little inconsistent, you know. Sometimes he, like, shows up, you know, his presence is felt. Sometimes, you know, you just don't hear his name that much, and he's just, like, disappears in the game a little bit to me you know he's just he's just a little bit too quiet sometimes and you know i just wish he changes you know um and he like actually has his presence felt every time every game stuff like that in the box at least i would say well yeah i agree with you but i don't think this is henry martin's fault i think the role that miguel Herrera has instructed him to be has been to be kind of the you know the number nine the the solo guy up top and I think it he does that because after you see him score three goals and he you know he's the talk of the town, I think Piojo has said, okay, they're gonna be looking at you, they're gonna be defending you. Your your goal is to solely move around and make space for everyone coming in. And I think he's doing that actually really well. I think he's ha- he has a quiet matchup because he doesn't see the ball as much because he doesn't get that much shooting opportunity. But if you were to focus and, you know, kind of pan a camera at him for the full, you know, 90 minutes that he's on the pitch, you would kind of see that he's actually fulfilling the role that Pio Herrera wants him to fulfill. I think he's getting behind defenders. He's uh, he's making the, the, the defense a little bit nervous. He, you know, he's moving around. He's creating spaces. And I, I, I don't think this suits him very well to shine, but he can he can do it. I think. You see Henry Martin in the last matchup against Tigres. He was very quiet. Why? Because Oriol Perata was playing a much more deeper role, and he was kind of like the only striker that we really had against uh, who did Mexico play? Uh, wow, Bosnia. You mean? Yes, against Bosnia. But he was he was a he was a solo nine as well. You know he he doesn't he doesn't shine in that position. He needs a partner up top. You know to 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 feed off. And and maybe that's why we haven't really seen a Henry Martin explode the way he did against Lobos Bob, the way he did against Querétaro, you know, Pachuca. You know, he, he needs someone up there with him. And lately he hasn't had that. Yeah, I mean, no, I get what you're trying to say, stuff like that. But, I mean, let's say, like, if if Oribe were to go down, you know, um, what are we going to do then? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, like, if eventually, like, you know, you always say this kid's hungry, you know, and I agree with you, you know, um, Henry Martin, obviously, um, believe he's our leading goal scorer right now. I mean, you know, um, do you think he'd ever have to adapt to just being that, you know? Do you, do you think uh, Piojo would put him in a position to actually score and be a, a, a big threat, even though Piojo probably knows that they're going to mark him good because of how he's been playing lately? Yes, he can adapt, and I think he's trying to adapt to that. But, I mean, he, he he's not built to be that number nine. He's no Romelu Lukaku. He's no Slatan. You know, he's not a very physical, you know, player in, in the box. You know, he can win you a header. He can run and he can 
do all the things that a nine would do. He just doesn't have that physical presence in the box yet. I think he needs to work on that aspect of his game. And then we can see a Henry Martin that can step up to the plate even if Ori Peralta goes down. And he can definitely be our, our goal scorer for the for the future to come. He just needs to learn to adapt into this new system that Pio Horrera wants him to do. But, I, you know, I, I think let's give the kid the time. Let's, you know, if he has, you know, two, three more quiet matches, let's not, you know, get on him and say, oh, he was just a fluke and this, this, and that. I think let's give him the time to progress. Let's give him the time to grow. And and then after a couple of matches, if we see no improvement, then we can start asking questions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like if this kid's hungry, you know, he, no matter what, he would try to make his presence felt in, you know, whether, no matter what world he's kind of given, I guess you could say, you know, I, I don't want to see him, you know, being a presence, being a dominant force, no matter what. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure he's trying to work on that, and it's it's probably not easy, especially for you know someone someone of his stature that you know he's not really the tallest player either, you know, uh, not to say he's really short either too, but I mean you know he, he it's something that that even Oriol Perata, you know, had to learn to do at even a later time in his career, you know, he wasn't this you know amazing number nine striker that was bagging you know ten plus goals a season, you know, he had to learn, he had to adapt. And I think this is something Henry's going to have to learn to do. And I think he's capable of doing it. So I think let's just give Henry the time, and he's definitely going to perform. Yeah, okay. We'll give him some time. We'll give him time. And, you know, it, it, it all depends who he's playing with, too. So, you know, it, it, it will vary definitely from there. But um, let's move on to the second half. I think we, we, we talked first half and a couple of players a little bit long enough let's, let's let's move on to the second half the the match ends 3-1 after the first 45 minutes you go into the locker room you go happy as a fan you you're excited about the second half because you think wow we can score a lot more goals if we really you know assert ourselves you know come second half really we only score one goal and the matchup kind of dies in that sense yeah you know that that fourth goal is what we needed though a little bit in my opinion to you know show that we can score those goals against the team at, at this caliber, in my opinion, you know, like I kind of said before, you know, cause how many times have we done it this season already? And it's something that we need to do often, you know, in my opinion, you know, scoring more than one goal in a game. Yeah, I agree with you. We got to finish the opponents off, um, which we did. Thankfully. Uh, I think though, you know, you go into the halftime, you're three, one up, you, you know, you, you know, you're better than the opposition. And, you know, I think Morelia kind of, you know, said, you know, that the high-intensity pressure wasn't really working for them. We're leaving too much gaps. Let's play a little bit smarter. I think that all in itself kind of, you know, made the match, quote-unquote, a little bit more slower. You know, it still was entertaining to a sense, um, but it wasn't the same kind of like, oh, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so, I mean, you know, granted... We make substitutions. We take out Henry Martin. We bring in Cepillo Peralta. You know, we take out Menes. We bring in Ibarwin. Uh, you know, we take out uh, who else? Do we take out. Um, well, I'm drawing a blank here. Who was else it, did we? Who it was? Corona, right? They came on. The man himself, Darwin Quintero. Let's yes, talk about him for a second. Yeah. Let's yeah, talk about Darwin Quintero before we talk about the goal. The way he came in, the way 
you know, he, he comes out, he comes in for Jeremy Menez. He comes in, the fans automatically start booing him. He starts trotting to the center of the pitch. The camera pans into him. And he kind of makes a gesture of, go ahead, keep booing. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I automatically don't like that. I automatically am thinking, why? Why kind of, I, I don't want to be like, why are you disrespecting them? Because I grant, granted, you know, the fans are kind of disrespecting him too for that sense. But why that kind of reaction, you know? What's going on? What? Why do you think it is that that Omitero does that? Cha-ching. I think he's throwing shade. I mean, you know, he's 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 only there to collect the check at this point. It's it's ridiculous that you know. Granted, okay, yes, the fans are booing you, but what have you done to to fix that? What have you done to say I don't deserve to be booed? If you look back at the last 10 matches that he has played and stepped on that pitch, and if you tell me that he merits a standing ovation, then you're absolutely out of your mind. I get it. That Quintero, I get it. Fans should be a little bit more respectful to the player, but you're paid to get on the pitch, perform, do a job, get a result. You can't do any of those. The fans have the right. The fans have the right to protest. The fans have the right to let you know, hey, you're not doing your job. If you start performing, guess what? The fans are going to get off your back and they're going to hail you. But you haven't done anything to prove that otherwise. So do not step onto the pitch, make those gestures, and think that you are above the club and the fans. That is just not right. That is something that you cannot do as a player because you need to know that the reason why you're in that team, the reason why you're getting that paycheck is because of every single one of those people that went to the stadium and every single one of those who are watching at home. And I just think that was that was very disrespectful on this part. I get it, the fans shouldn't be booing him, but I mean, to some degree, you know, he 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 needs to be a little bit more respectful. Yeah, man. I hope Yoho noticed that and he took note of that to see how he how he is as a player now, you know, because, you know, it's not the fans' fault that he's not going to perform, dude. It's his fault, you know, that he wants to perform the way he's, he's been performing and not meeting up to standards with the way he knows he can play, you know. So I, I'm pretty sure after that, Bioho, after Bioho saw that, I'm pretty sure he regretted not subbing in line as any, and he rather subbed in Quintero. And, you know, that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part was that he stepped onto that pitch, received the ball, and immediately, immediately, Gave a bad touch, gave a bad pass, tried to take on a player, dribbled through, didn't even get past one. He just looked lazy. He looked like he was just slouching on the pitch. If you come in there hyped, telling people, yeah, boomy, go ahead, and you don't perform, and you keep slouching, and you keep doing the things that you shouldn't be doing, what does that say about a player? What does that say about you, you know, as a professional? You know, if you're getting booed and you wanted them to stop don't you think your first reaction would be, as soon as I get this ball, I'm going to perform. I'm going to run out the pitch. I'm going to move. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Really, he didn't He, he didn't do much. He, he didn't do anything that I was like, yeah, he's actually performing pretty well. Yeah, man, nothing. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened this past transfer window. I mean, I just feel like America should have just already let him go by now. I mean. It's, it's but it's because we spent too much money on the guy. Yeah, we spent no. $19 yeah. million. 
and 19 million the is something that we're not going to get back either you know what i mean if it's you just... google worst money decisions in the world i'm pretty sure that Naruto purchase is about number 3 or 4 on that list because he has been absolutely crap absolutely there's no there's no easier way to put it there was moments where we thought he was better there was moments where we thought you know what? Maybe he is worth all that money. But let's just be honest. America got bamboozled. We overpaid. We overspent. And now we're we're in debt because of it. What what can you say, man? You're gonna you're gonna lose money on this guy anyway. I mean, I don't I don't know why America are holding out. I mean, who knows, man? I mean, like that's just how it is anyways, but it's time to let him go. I mean the there's no, there's I mean, no point in him acting like that, like you said, as a professional stuff like that, man. I think, I think we both, I think we said it earlier on, on, I don't remember what podcast it was, but even if you were getting only four million, the fact that you're gonna get him off your wages, that should be a plus too. Because let me tell you, this guy, this guy's está cobrando. He he's getting a pretty nice hefty check for just staying in the tribunas. So I mean, if you can get four five million, take it. Take the L, take the L, and know that he's gonna be off the off your off your pay off the paycheck, you know, and and that's yeah. something, that's something. Yeah, it's better than nothing at this point. So, and, unfortunately, and, he comes in. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's better to get something for him right now than just letting him see out his contract too. Yeah, because then then you get no money, and now you're left with well. You know, you kind of you bamboozled yourself at that point. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with that Quintero situation. He comes in, doesn't even perform. I think now, and you know, it's it's fair to say that, you know, we we can expect the same thing uh, from Darwin whenever he does come on. So we'll leave that at that. Let's talk about the goal. Let's talk about Cepillo Parata coming onto the pitch and scoring uh, a header past Sosa. And making it 4-1 for America. At this point, in this stage, um, America looked the better side. Uh, no two teams. America looked like they were pushing more. They were. They, they looked like they wanted another goal. Morelia were kind of on the defensive, saying, "Okay, you know, we'll 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 try to hold it out. Make sure they don't score on us as much." Um, and then I, f- I think yeah, it's it's Ibarwin who runs down the line with the ball. Uh, it looks like he's gonna get tackled. He does get tackled. It looks like he should. You know, just lay on the ground, get a foul, doesn't, picks himself up, when uh, gets for, gets to the ball first, and right before he gets to the byline, whips in an absolutely really, really good cross, and Zipio Peralta is there to meet it with his head. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think that play for me by the win, you know, it says a lot about him. It, sh- it says a lot about his character, his work ethic a little bit, too. You know, even though we've, we've come to say, too, that he, um, he hasn't really had a, the minutes and in my opinion, the chance to really prove himself yet. And, you know, that's something right there. That's something that Piojo needs to know, to see, to see that he's working and stuff like that. And, like, he want, he's willing to give 100% and he finished the play out. You know, he like you said, he could have easily went down, drew the foul, but instead he stuck with it. He still had the ball, you know, and got his assist too, and then the medical jersey too in his first one. And so it's, some, it's something good, you know. It's, it's his work ethic too. Like I said, it's something that should be noted. And I think it will definitely go down 
and Pio Herrera's books. So Ibarwin looking like he's about to, you know, find his rhythm. Hopefully he does. Hopefully Piojo gives him a little bit more of an opportunity to shine. Um, hasn't really been able to because of the, you know, the form that Cecilio Dominguez has been in. So, I mean, you know, uh, granted, he's going to have a couple of opportunities coming up with such a busy schedule that America is going to be having. So we scored that 4-1. I, th- I think the goal comes absolutely amazing for you, Peralta. Uh, gets a goal, you know, looks like he's happy. I, th- I, th- I think even the team is happy to see your captain score again. So I think all in all, a really good performance by by uh, the team, even the substitutions that came in, aside from Darwin. Um, but I think I think if you were to classify this matchup, I think you would, I would have to agree with you. It's up there with uh, our best performance of the season so far. Yeah, man, you know, overall, you know, besides Darwin, obviously, for reasons that we've talked about already. But, you know, it's it just, it just comes back to show, that, you know, Piojo's obviously been pushing the same tactics, pushing the same formation, you know. And, you know, other than, other than the, you know, this past Tuesday, you know, sticking with basically almost the same lineup every weekend and week out and stuff like that. And so it shows that what he's doing is working. You know, Piojo has shown time and time again that he can work his magic in. I'm starting to think his magic coming back slowly and slowlier every week, every week. Yeah, I think the most exciting part is you look at the bench and we actually have a bench. We have people that can come in. We have people that can do a job. I think the most exciting part about that is we have a roster, a, a squad depth. We have a very, very good squad all around. So, I mean, really, that you know, it, it, it gives you so much, you know, hope and, and you know, a, a very good feeling leading up to these very, very important matchups that are coming up. Yeah, man, it's definitely going to be important too, especially with Champions League right around the corner too. Like literally right around the corner, like you, you play Sunday, then already um, Tuesday, I believe you're, you're traveling, right? We're going to be the yeah, away team. Going away to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. we're good. I mean, it's definitely not going to be easy there either. Nope. No, not not one bit. But um, I think you know. We'll, once we get to to previewing that matchup, we'll, we will. But I think for now, you know, let's keep our heads held high. Let's not get too overconfident, though. Let's not get cocky either. Um, that's how that's how teams start and they fall. But you know, we finish off the jornada with uh with a very good result. We're still undefeated, and at the as mo- as things stand, we are the league league. We are the leader of the league table. So that's absolutely amazing. I think we've we've earned that. I think we have earned that. And I think we have all the merit to be in first place. Yeah, man, no doubt. You know, we obviously, too, haven't lost a game yet. You know, so, you know, it, it comes to show that we've been doing something right and that we're performing week in and week out, too. Definitely. Definitely. So I think, you know, out of five stars, I think, you know, a solid good four or four and a half performance from, from our Aguilas. Yeah, I give it a four. Awesome. Awesome. So we give it a four here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. Let us know what do you guys think of the performance of America against Morelia. Um, quick thought, who was the man of the match for you? I had to give it to Guido again. You know, I I I, I would give it to Guido, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Mateo Suriba. I'm going to go with the hype train. Two goals, I mean, absolutely looked like a monster on the pitch. Played the full 90 minutes, you know, even received a yellow card, but wasn't reckless, wasn't absolutely losing his head. So, 
I'm gonna give it to Guido. I mean, yeah. sorry, uh, Mateo Uribe. <laughs> yeah, Cecilio and Uribe too making the team of the week this past week too. Nice, nice. It's, it's very, it's very good to see you know our players, you know, week in and week out being being used in in those team of the weeks. Yeah, man, no doubt. So that does it for the Morelia review. Um, I hope you guys agree with some of the things that we were saying. Uh, you know, let us know if you guys have any questions and, you know, anything that you guys want us to add or anything you guys, you know, want to add on to this review or preview or anything, anything whatsoever. You guys can always find us at the Eagle Eye Pod uh, Twitter handle. So and I left it in the description down below in the show notes. So make sure you guys check us out. Follow us. Because like I said, we have a lot of things cooking up for you guys. A lot of stuff for America, a lot of stuff for the Selección Mexicana, a lot of, you know, a giveaway here, a giveaway there, um, just, you know, interactions. A lot of things are happening in the, in, in the next couple of months. So make sure you guys are following us. So, you know, and uh, spread the love, spread the love. You know, we're, we're a growing family, you know, we, you know, whether you're Americanista or not, I, you know, we're. We're, we're accepting you guys in in our family because I think the most important part about this is you know to provide English language content to those who you know who who want it who 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 really want to see an English language community grow. So, um, anything else you want to add on, Dylan? No, no, I think everything's good. So yeah, follow us on Twitter and uh, you know. Share, you know, share the podcast and anything. And if you guys ever miss a live show for whatever reason, make sure you guys check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're there all the time, every episode from 1 to 7.5. So I hope you guys are uh, following us there. I know I listen to our podcast uh, whenever I'm driving or doing anything, just to kind of recap on what we said. Um, so, you know, make sure you guys do do check us out there, like I said. We're on iTunes, and we are on SoundCloud. So let's move on to Sunday's matchup against, you know, before the Jornada Siete, a rival that many of us would have said, well, it's only just Veracruz. But now, after the performance they gave against Pumas, it's, we're going up against a very, very decent Veracruz. Yeah, man. You know, just never know what to expect. You know, such a short season. You never know what's going to happen, you know. Um, you know, Morelia got something to prove, too, you know, with uh, them being on the relegation battle, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's absolutely uh, amazing in the sense that we're going to see a very good matchup because yeah, I don't know if you were able to see exactly the performance that they gave against Pumas, Veracruz. No, no, I wasn't able to catch that, but I kind of kept up with it a little bit, and so I was kind of... I was kind of a little, little bit nerve wracking, just a tad little bit, just because, you know, I know that we could have beat Pumas, you know, and, you know, the performance, you know, that uh, Veracruz gave against Pumas, too. I know, dude, it was um, it was a little bit worrying, too, because Pumas was the only side besides us to not lose a matchup. Uh, and they were going up against Veracruz at home, right? Veracruz was the away team. And to see what they did against Pumas, I mean, like you said, nerve-wracking. Absolutely nerve-wracking. So after that performance, after seeing what they did against Pumas and, you know, seeing how we're coming into this matchup, what uh, what are your feelings going into this Sunday? 
Um, no, I mean, like, you know, even though we kind of said we kind of feel a little nervous about this game, too, because, you know, after the performance they put on against Bournemouth, you know, I still feel pretty confident. You know, I still feel like we're going to go back to, you know, Aguilera and Valdez, you know, back into the lineup. And, you know, it's a we still have a solid defense. You know, I don't see why we can't contain this, you know, excuse me, and everything. So, you know, it's it's going to be good, you know, after scoring four goals, you know, I feel like we're going to bring the our shooting boots back and everything. So, you know, I still feel pretty confident, and I don't see why we can't leave with three points. I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Um, Veracruz is a very good side, but I think that we can definitely be a little bit better. Um, it's not going to be an easy matchup. I think Veracruz is going to try to do the same thing that they did against Pumas, which was get us, uh, try to get us on the counter, try to push our buttons, you know, move the ball well. I think what we need to do is not change any of our tactics, go into that matchup the same way that we have for every single game, and I think that we will prosper with three points, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a healthy lineup too, so, you know, we're going to have all our, pretty much our, our starters that we've been going with, you know, back in the lineup too, so it's going to be a strong lineup either way. Who do you think is going to be the most important player on that pitch for us in order to 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 gain these three points? I still, I still have to say it's going to be Guido. You know, like you said, if if they do the same thing that they did against Pumas, try to catch us on the counter. You know, I feel like Guido's going to cover that ground to stop it, um, however way he can. You know, I think Guido's going to be key. You know, in my opinion, I always think games are won in the midfield, and so that that's what it's going to come down to is if we can win the battle in the midfield. I think you're absolutely correct. I, I would, I would, I'm agreeing with you. I think Guido is going to be the most important player on that pitch. He may not be the one that kind of shines in the tabloids because you know his role kind of goes a little bit unnoticed. But if he can hold us down, if he can distribute the ball, and if we can play off of him, I think that we can definitely have a very good matchup. And let's face it, Veracruz has had trouble at home. You know, they've, I think they lost against Pachuca. Um, you know, they, you know, they performed well away. Now it's to see whether or not we can use kind of the pressure that they have because of the relegation battle, because they're at home, because they're kind of forced to perform, kind of use that and, you know, kind of turn it on their heads. Um, it, it won't be an easy matchup. It won't be a stroll in the park. Um, I know there's a couple of people that are thinking, well, it's just Veracruz, you know, Pumas just kind of, you know, they flopped and, and you, were, you know, we're definitely going to come out there with a four or five goal difference. And, and yeah, I think we should be hazy. We, we should kind of, you know, have a little bit of caution to the win because, you know, at this point, we're the only undefeated team. We're the team that everyone is going to go out and try to beat. So I think we need to be smart about it. We can't, you know, kind of lose our heads and we can't get overconfident, especially not on that pitch, because I think it's going to be important that we kind of keep our heads cool, calm, collected. And we need to finish every single opportunity that we can get. Yeah, from I mean, for the people who follow us, you know, they know that here at the Eagle Eye Podcast, you know, we take every team, uh, we never take them lightly. We always respect our opponent and stuff like that. And so, if you're new to, if you're new right now, you know, just if you, if you go back and watch previous episodes, you, you you hear us. You know, we respect our opponent. We never take a game easy, no matter what the no matter what the team, how bad they're doing or how good they're doing. You know, every team's respected here, and so you know, it's just. Like you said, we can't get overconfident, you know, um, despite, you know, beating a good Morelia side, you know, 4-1 and stuff like that. We're going to have to just stick with the same thing that we've been doing, like you said. And, you know, I don't, I don't see why not walk away with three points. 
no, yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, and and, and the reason why we you know we're so cautious to each matchup is because the moment that you become overconfident, that is the moment you lose that matchup. It's not what happened on the pitch. It's as soon as you go into that and you step on 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 the grass and you over and you're overconfident and you lose that matchup. It was at that moment that you thought you were absolutely the better side. You can think that you're the better team, that you're the better side, but don't assume that the three points are going to be granted. That's, you know, you still have to work for that. You still have to move and go for that. And that's something that the team has proven time and time again, that they, you know, they go out there, they they know they're the better side, but they know that they have to go and they have to find it and they have to push for it. And, this, and, and I absolutely love what Piojo has been doing so far. The fact that he hasn't really molded or shaped his tactics in any way has actually, has actually absolutely made the team even better. Yeah, man, and like like we've always said too, like it's just for some reason the team you think that America shouldn't have no trouble against, they end up having trouble against. And so Ooh, people, time and time again. Yeah, time and time again, man. Like and then like like you said, you know, like people said, you know, it's oh it's just Veracruz, you know, no problem. But you don't know that, you know, this could probably be the game that America actually struggle with, but we don't know that, you know. We're not hoping that they struggle, you know. Like we said, we feel confident, you know, the team's looking good. You know, we're confident we're going to get the three points, but still should not be taken lightly. No, not one, not one bit. So um, let's let's we talked a little bit about what America needs to do. And, and I think we both agree that, you know, start start the game off strong like we always do. Finish every single opportunity and um, definitely, definitely be precise with our passing. I, I I think the more that we can retain the ball, the more we can keep it away from Veracruz, the more we can make them chase it, the more space uh, that will open for us. Uh, they'll definitely, you know, throw themselves back. They'll be very defensive. They'll be very cautious, uh, especially going up against our attacking. It, it's going to be crucial that, you know, in that final third, our decision-making is very precise. Yeah, man. And just going back to what I said, you know, whenever you asked about the key player, and me saying Aguilo, you know, not just that, but the midfield too. It's going to come down to midfield battle. Like I said, I always believe the midfield is what's going to win you the game. You know, who's going to be the distributor? Who's going to be the person that, you know, stops the counters and stuff like that? Somebody's going to be, you know, in that holding role. And, you know, it's the midfield to me, in my opinion. You know, it always comes down to the midfield, you know, to win those games. And I feel like the midfield is going to be key this game. So hopefully everyone brings their shooting boots. Hopefully everyone is on high alert. And uh, we can continue to perform the way we have. So, and and I think it's safe to say that we both both uh, assume and agree to that that we can and that we will. Um, let's talk lineups. Let's talk lineups. I know this is something that a lot of people are having questions about. Oriol Parata was, uh, you know, benched for for the game against Morelia. Now the question is, will he get benched again? He scored a goal. Does that mean he's automatically back in the starting eleven? What's gonna happen with Jeremy Menes? What's gonna happen with Henry Martin? Who's gonna start? This, this, and that. So, predict your lineup to, for me. What, what's your predicted lineup for for Veracruz? Um, well, hold on a second. Didn't you say something about you're gonna bring me some like uh, news? Yeah, yeah. Body? I have news in regards to to the starting eleven. I just want you to predict your your, oh, okay. your starting eleven first. Okay, yeah, I got you. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Obviously, Oscar Jimenez in goal. No, not really. <laughs> You know, he, you said that he might start. And if we lose that matchup and it's because of Oscar Jimenez, I'm going to blame you for putting him out there. Dang, you're going to throw me under the bus like that, man. You threw his name out there in the universe, and the universe is going to come back and say, you guys lost because of that. 
Oh man, I should have never. I should have just automatically said my jingle. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go go go. Yeah, obviously Marche, me, um, Baguilar, you know, Aguilera, Valdez. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Carlos. I think Carlos will be ready. Um, Renato, Uribe, Guido, Cecilio. And then I'm going to put Henry, probably Uribe back. You know, I feel like we're just going to go back with our same starting 11 that we usually had. Okay. Okay. Um... Close, close. What is rumored, what is heavily rumored, uh, Pio Herrera was asked for a starting 11 today in his press conference. He said that he wasn't 100% sure who's going to start, but that for the most part, everyone in his squad was 100% fit, which means that it looks like we might be seeing uh, Carlos Vargas and Renato Ibarra. Although Carlos Vargas was still in doubt this morning, but I think after Pio Herrera said that everyone was kind of fit, you know, he's back, he's back in the starting 11. Uh, what is rumored is Marchengo, Paul, Bruno, Aguilera, Vargas, Renato, Guido, Mateos, Cecilio, Menes, and Oribe Peralta. You know, I started to throw Menes' name in there too, but I just didn't know who I wanted to have on the bench, whether it be Henry or Oribe. So, I mean, I, you know... It, it 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 goes to you now. Like, what do you what are you thinking of? You know, so what what do you think when when this lineup comes out? What do you what are your thoughts? I still see it as a strong lineup. You know, I think every t- every player on the pitch is going to perform to their maximum ability. I think they're going to give it the hundred percent. You know, like you said, everybody's a hundred percent, and so you know people are going to show up to show out. You know, and so it's good, it's going to be a good performance again from a team in my opinion if they, if they play if they play their cards right. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Although like I said, you look at this lineup and you still get excited because you see it you're like, yes, this is a very strong lineup, you know. It everyone on this pit on the pitch needs to perform and I think slowly but surely we're we're, we're getting to that point where everyone is fit, everyone is game ready. I think the only two questions that we have is maybe Menes if he can go the full 90, which we know he still can't and um and Ibar win, who needs a little bit more time to 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 showcase. So, um, it, sh- it should be interesting to see what happens on the pitch. Who exactly is the starting eleven? Do not quote us because that was not the confirmed starting eleven. That is only a rumor that was going around. Tune into our uh, Twitter, like I've mentioned time and time again. We tweet the starting eleven as soon as it because it's confirmed. As soon as we know it's a hundred percent sure, we will tweet it out and we will let you guys know. So, um. Stay tuned for that, but I think regardless of who starts, I think we're 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 confident that they can get the job done. Yeah, man, no doubt. I think I think this is either way. It's a good eleven. It's a good starting eleven. I think it's our strongest um, out of out of the whole team. So I don't. It's going to be a good game either way. Okay, I agree with you. What's uh? What are you predicting for uh for Sunday? I'm gonna go three zero. Three zero. Okay. Okay, I'm going with um. I'm I'm just going straight to two zero, two zero. I think uh, I think it's very important that we keep a clean sheet this time. I think we haven't been able to do so in quite some time. Um, so hopefully we can get this one here, like we're both predicting. A clean sheet would absolutely be amazing. Um, I would love to see a three zero. Um, but I'm going a little bit more conservative. I'm gonna say two zero. We're gonna call it a night, and uh, we're gonna start heading over to Costa Rica. Should have had a clean sheet against Lobos Watt, but 
Yeah, yeah. I don't and, know what and, happened you know, there. You know, we got overconfident. We, you know, fell asleep at the at the wheel for a little bit. But hey, I'm 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 still hopeful that we can get that clean sheet uh, come Sunday. Um, and really, I just want to see the team perform. I just want to see them, you know, perform on the pitch the way they have been. I think on you know the physical side of it of, of it, the 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 team looks absolutely more fit than they did, you know, against Pachuca. So, uh, you know, I think slowly but surely everything's coming around for America. Yeah, man. The table is starting to turn and it's starting to turn our way, which is good. And Piojo's, Piojo's bringing his magic back in. You know how Piojo gets with his magic. Yep, definitely. So the momentum is going in our favor. Now the most important part is to maneuver it so it can continue to go in our favor. So that does it for the review. And that does it pretty much for the podcast as well. It was supposed to be a very short podcast. Like we were thinking around 40 minutes, but I think we even surpassed that hour mark. Um, but it's, a, it, I think, very productive podcast. I think it was very fun and, and like always to be able to come and chit-chat about Las Aguas de America. Um, you know, where I, I think we're both excited for Sunday. Um, wow, such a busy schedule coming up for America too. I think, you know, we have uh, Veracruz, we have Saprisa, then we have Cholos. Then we have Saprisa once again. I mean, it's just, you know, game after game after game after game. We're going to be sick of soccer once the month of February ends. But don't worry. Uh, we'll get over that really quickly because I think a week after that, uh, actually, the day after we play Saprisa at home at the Estadio Azteca, come Saturday, we have a Clásico to deal with against Guadalajara. So, I mean, everything's just coming up so fast for us. Yeah, man, this could be crazy, but the grind is going to be real. Yeah, and this is going to be absolutely amazing. I think I can't wait. Um, it's just, you know, being a huge fan of the sport and the team, it's 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 absolutely phenomenal to be able to get so much America time in such a little bit amount of days, too. So, you know, um, hopefully we can perform. All I hope for is that we can continue to do what we're doing and uh, grow from that. Anything else you want to add on? Um, just answer that, guys. Question real quick, they had in the chat. You know, he said, Do you think Piojo will continue to bench Sepio or was it simply for rest? Um, you want to hit that question first? Sure. Um, I think I, I thought we were kind of addressing it in the fact that I think uh he, he was only benching him uh maybe for for rest. Um, I think he like I think we've mentioned this too last podcast. He's gonna play no matter what, he's our captain, he's our leader. I think really he was only giving him an, giving him a rest because you know the real heavy part of the season is coming, and you want another Peralta that's healthy for this. Yeah, yeah, just just simply rest, you know, nothing else more. You know, our captain, you know, he's gonna play week in and week out. You know, even if it comes to the Champions League too, I think he's gonna play every every week too, just about. So, yeah, I mean, just I hope that answers your question. You know, you can um, watch previous episodes too. We kind of talk about. Oriba too, his performance a little bit too. And so we know um we hope that answers your question. You know, we kinda you know, given our um lineups too, our predicted lineups and you know the rumored lineup you got you you see that um the rumored lineup has Oriba in the starting eleven and I, I predict Oriba's gonna be in the starting eleven. So, you know, um yeah, he's gonna start against Veracruz. And he probably will start against Aprisa too. So I mean I think I, I think we shouldn't worry too much about Oye Peralta. I think we should worry more about his form 
than anything. So hopefully after this this matchup uh, against Morelia, his form starts to increase and go up. I think the goal is going to be a confidence boost. And if he can get another goal against Veracruz, we can definitely see Oriol Peralta coming back in the, into the horizon. Yeah, man, most definitely. You know, I, I think uh, uh, Tuesday's goal was important, too, to his form. You know, maybe he's getting – that boosts his confidence some, you know, and it, it, I think every, any goal scored, you know, no matter how it scored, I think it's important to any any guy's form, no matter what. So. No, yeah. No, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. So um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us here at the Eagle Eye Podcast Headquarters. It's episode 7.5. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, huge, huge shout out to everyone that uh, tuned into the live show and huge shout out to everyone that is listening right now on iTunes or SoundCloud. So uh, just to give a couple of names, uh, you know, huge shout out to uh, Jeff Marcus, uh, Israel underscore Sanchez uh, 53, uh, you know, King, uh, uh, King Artie 23. I mean, every single one of you guys that have, you know, tuned in and, and supported us on the live show. Thank you so much. Every single one of you guys who are listening to this, thank you so much for the support as well. The family is growing and uh, we continue and we hope to continue to grow it as much as possible. We mentioned we have a pretty big guest coming up on the show uh, this following this Tuesday. So make sure you guys tune into the live show because, like I said, he's uh, he's one of the people that I think, you know, has I would call a pioneer of this uh, Liga Mekis English language content movement. So uh, make sure you guys tune into our Twitter, too. We'll let you guys know pretty soon who that pl- uh, who that person is um, from. uh Anything else you want to add on, Dylan? No, no, I think we covered everything, you know, you know, just, you know, ready for Sunday, then turn around and do this all again Tuesday. Definitely, definitely. So hash, use the hashtag Aguilas E-N-G all together, and uh, we'll definitely keep growing the family in that sense. Uh, you know, all we got to say is uh, Team Aguilas, uh, Siempre America, Vamos America, and uh, let's hope for three points and uh, the best result possible. So from me, from Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be seeing you again very, very soon. But until next time, take care, ladies and gentlemen.